Well, the last half hour we were talking about uh, Clean Air Day. It's also uh, World Oceans Day. So from the uh, sky to the sea, so to speak, or at least from the air to the water. Uh, and joining me now to talk more about that is Juan Jose Aleva. He's a research associate at the Institute for Oceans and Fisheries at the Faculty of Science at UBC. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. I was um, I was surprised to see today that one of the big focuses uh, out here on Vancouver Island was about cigarette butts, um, because I, I, I figured it, since fewer people are smoking, obviously, that that wouldn't be as big a problem. But it seems that it's still one of the main pollutants these days. I, I find that remarkable. Yeah. Uh, the issue of, you know, cigarette butts is, you know, part of, of a much bigger problem, which is basically marine debris, uh, mainly plastics. Um, according to what the Surf Rider group uh, found, they recycled about 1.9 million cigarette butts. And that really tells you that this is uh, something that needs to be changed because it is really a sign of the human footprint, right? And also the behavior of smoking and the bad behavior of not really uh, dropping these cigarette butts in places where they should be. And you can see still that in young and old generation. I think we need to really change our way in how we really uh, waste uh, plastic. And I think something needs to be done because this is it's not just the plastic per se, but it's all, all, also the chemicals that are associated with the cigarettes like arsenic, cadmium, mm -hmm. and also polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbon, which some of them are carcinogenic for humans and mm -hmm. also can inflict damage and health adverse effects to marine organisms. So it's really a problem, and, um, and this is really the chronic footprint that we humans are inflicting in, in the ocean. We really be, should, should be celebrating the benefits, the, the, the service, the ecological function of the ocean today. And it's really our responsibility to, to concern, to protect the ocean, the marine biodiversity, and the marine resource that they offer to humanity and also for future generations. Again, I was I was surprised. Every time I see these, it's funny because you see these statistics every year on this day, and, and every year you're surprised by them. 14 million tons of material plastic ends up uh, in seas every year again. Are we seeing any improvements? Because it feels like there's more awareness about it. Um, but are we seeing any improvements at all on on that front, Juan Jose? Well, I think there is efforts. Uh, the, uh, I, uh, there are, are efforts at the individual, the provincial, the federal international level. You know, recycling is, is, is not really helping that much. It's, it's, a little, it's just a tiny effort, part of the solution, and I think we really need to take action to really prevent. I think prevention is better than cure. I, see, I think we really need action right now to really combat and uh, hamper the, the, the plastic pollution, marine debris that is going into the ocean. And um, to do that, I think need to be Focus in the behavioral changes and our construction behavior, our preferences, our choices, right? And I think we really need to divorce from plastic construction and to look for more for more sustainable, greener and cleaner uh, products. I think at the at the government level, I think there are already actions to phase out, for example, single-use plastic bags and more than kind of single-use plastic like plastic bottles. I think as March of 2022, I think there was already the initiative to phase out plastic bags from from, from a store, grocery stores. But I think we need to consider also the change in the, the industrial transition, the just transition at, at, at the auto, automotive industry to the apparel clothing industry to also the electronic, 
all of this industry that use plastics and um and it's a long way to go to do that right but if we can change our our individual behavior to really start reducing more plastic or avoiding the consumption of more plastic i think we can make a difference it's not just uh, the at the government or the action at the international level, but also at our individual level, educating our children and the future generation to really start thinking in a different way in, in our society, in the way in how we consume plastics. We today call the plastic thing, right? And you know that because it's the age yes. of plastics. And they were yes. and plastic, the durability, the persistence of plastic is for thousands of years for many of these polymers that are in the environment. So the, the action needs to be taken today. Otherwise, uh, we, we are not going to have healthy ocean. We are not going to have healthy water, healthy seafoods. And I think, remember, the ocean is life. If there is no ocean, there is no life. And that's very important for, for the life of our planet. Ocean covers 70%, more than 70% of, of, of the Earth's surface. It's really a, book, a, a blue planet. Right? So this it, it is in our hands to, to really make the changes today for the future. Yeah, I mean, just what impact is is it having? Because we obviously see the stories when they make headlines, like there was that giant garbage patch out in the Pacific that we talked about for a while. Every once in a while, there's some sort of fantastical uh, uh, attempt to try to gather up garbage at sea, or plastic at least. Um, but what kind of impact is it having sort of year after year after year on the health of the ocean? Well, the the this uh, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, you know, is just part of the human footprint that we have inflicted in the ocean, and this is not static. This is moving around, right? Some years you can see a huge patch. Some years it's moving another in another area, but it's just part of this big problem that we have today. And um, I think the the issue of cleaning the ocean is no bad idea, but it's, it's a reactive response. It's a reactive response because while we're cleaning, there is still pollution coming from land sources. And as long as we have these land sources that are not uh, hampered or stopped, the plastic of the marine, all the waste coming from, from in coastal cities are going to go into the ocean. So it's not just these uh, uh, little efforts or responses uh, that are taken by cleaning cleaning up along beaches, but I think it's the prevention. It's basically preventive pathway, a policy that can be precautionary, a policy in which we really prevent the marine debris, plastic, or chemical go into the ocean. What happened before in the 1960s, 70s, the last century, is that we assume that the solution for pollution is dilution, and we today we know that that's not the case because many of these pollutants will persist for many, many years, and that's no good for the environment. It's no good for seafood. It's no good for 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 the quality of the water. So it's very important to think about in different acts from different angles, from the preventive pathway, but at the same time controlling all this emission. Uh, from the main coastal cities in the world. And at the end of the day, all the plastic that's produced probably in the northern hemisphere is going to affect oceans that are nations, developing nations that are not really the ones that produce most of this plastic, but it's coming through the ocean circulation system, the, the, the current system around the world. So we need to work together. And I think the international treat, the international binding agreement that was uh, just... Uh, launched by the United Nations is a great step, but we, we need to do more work to make sure that we take action that are going to really reduce and mitigate the emission of plastic in the ocean, and I think we need to end the, the plastic pollution at some level by capping the production of new plastics, for example. 
Yeah, I mean, as you we've spoken about this before, it is it is an incredible challenge just because of how pervasive the use of plastic is everywhere, everywhere around us. Um, another thing I want to ask you about it, it was 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 just coral reefs because I think every year we look at, at coral reefs as sort of as sort of the, again uh, the litmus test of where our oceans are at. Have we seen any improvements there at all? Or are we still seeing? Are we still really concerned about about the future of coral reefs right around the world? Well, the reality is that basically around 50% of the coral reef today has been already destroyed. And not, not only because of the pollution or the eutrophication, the, when I say eutrophication, the high level of nutrients in the, in the water, or, but also because of climate change. And, you know, the coral reefs are very sensitive to certain range of temperatures. Some of them are more resilient. That means that can adapt, can really go back a little bit to the normal levels, but... If we add multi-stressor like pollution, like climate change, like habitat loss, so all these factors conspire together basically to affect our coral reefs. And coral reefs are basically the 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 the, the, the areas where provide nursing area for fish, uh, for marine biodiversity, for tourism, for recreation. But the truth is that today it's 50% have been basically destroyed. But still there are coral reefs around the world that have this capacity to recover, this capacity to be resilient, right? So there is a still hope. Um, but human beings need to, need to put together, you know, effort to try to reduce, I think, the CO2 emission that is causing all the warming in the ocean. So in somehow we can help the coral reef to be more resilient uh, uh, and for, 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 the, for, for the benefit of the ocean as well. So if you had to give uh, our oceans a uh, checkup for 2022, what would your assessment be? Are we, are we headed in the right direction or is, 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 are we in fact, are we watching things continue to uh, deteriorate? I think the, 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 the topic for, for 2022 today in, in World Ocean Day is the revitalization. I mean, the collective action for the ocean. And I think there is still hope. But think about about that uh, we are really already overwhelming the assimilation capacity of the ocean. Um, already, you know, the, the planetary boundaries are being exceed. And I think, you think about that, the life starting in the ocean, and we protect the ocean, we protect life in our planet Earth. And I think we need to think about how to rehabilitate and how to really put in place measures to to produce a genuine and productive revitalization for the oceans. Yeah, well, that's, uh, I mean, certainly we've seen, we've certainly seen a lot of attention paid to it since World Oceans Day was first brought into into play back in the 90s. So people are paying attention, but it always feels like a, like such a big mountain to climb, but a worthy one. Juan Jose Alava, thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure.